Good morning, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Rei, <coughs> Tavshin Pebeis. Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Alochas, Yoradeya Chelek Aleph, Hilchais Klei Hayayin, Paragraph Zion. We dedicate the learning today, Lilui Nishmas Tuvio Berbi Yisrael Yitzchak, Yurachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Basi Tamar. And for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Levi Elimelech Ben Rochel Udl, Rus Alexandra Esther Chaya Bas Luna Patricia, Mazel Bat Zahava, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Shimon Zvulun Ben Soraleya, Leirena Bas Aviva Chaya, Jonas Ben Hilda, Yosef Avram Eliezen Isen Ben Pesia, Shirat Voira Bas Miriam, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirat Voira, Chaim Ben Rachel, <coughs> Yehuda Ben Soramaya, Idis Bas Miriam Brindle, Tuvitsi Ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel Ben Edna, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, <coughs> Yafa Bas Dvoira, Dvoira Bas Yafa, Tzioin Ben Sora, Chaim Ben Rachel, Besoich Shar Choyli, Yuspendel Bas Ketaleya, Sorochel Bas Yuspendel, Avivalon Bas Yuspendel, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisrael. In the previous year, we were talking about Kois Shobrocha. And again, this halacha is based on chapter 4 in the second half of Likut Imran. Now, Rav Zal goes on to another topic in that chapter in Likut Imran. Ki Kois Shobrocha hu bechinas tztaka. The Kois Shobrocha that we use for Birkas HaMozayn is similar in concept to the concept of tztaka. She'al yodoi ikar hisgalus harotzayim. Because Rabbi Nezal tells us over there in Likud Imran that stoka is one of the main items that reveals rotzayim. Again, the word rotzayim has multiple definitions. Rotzayim means goodwill. Rotzayim means desire. Rotzayim means appeasement. <coughs> and rotzayim also, in the context that we're referring to throughout this halacha, also means will. The fact that, ha- that, that Hashem created everything according to His will. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likud Imran, that Stoka is one of the major forms of His Galus Sarotzain. Because we find when the Torah speaks about the people donating charity to the Mishkan, it says, Kol Nediv Lev Yevieho Es Trumas Hashem. Each person who has a desire to give, will donate. <clears throat> so we see that tzedakah is an union of rotzain, this desire, this goodwill. Bebechinas, as the Pasuk says, toiv ayin hu yevoyrach. A person who has a good eye, good eye in this context means generous. They're not stingy, they're not, they don't look negative. Why does somebody else have what I don't have? On the contrary, they're happy to see that other people have and when they have, they're happy to share it with others. That's a toivayin. So the Pesach says, toivayin hu yevoyrach. A toivayin, he is blessed. Ki nosan ladal. Because he gave, shared his bread with a poor person. And this Pesach, toivayin hu yevoyrach, is also referring to the privilege of kois shel bracha. I believe what Rav Nosan is referring to here is 
a story in the Zohar Kodesh, an incredible story, where the Zohar Kodesh tells us that the students of Rabbi Shimon encountered a Yenuka. A Yenuka is a child, could be six years old, five, six, seven years old, who's born with all of his faculties from a previous Gilgul, meaning if in a previous Gilgul he was one of the Tanoim, one of the great rabbis, as a child now, he has that level of knowledge. <clears throat> and in the Zohar Kodesh, it tells several stories about these Yenukas, how these students of Rabbi Shimon met them, and in certain instances, the Yenuka taught the students of Rabbi Shimon Torah. One of the cases is where they came into a home and they saw one of these, a Yenuka, and his mother said, go over and say Shalom Aleichem, go over and greet these great rabbis that have come to our home. He said, what great rabbis? They didn't even say Kriyashma today. And his mother looked at him in horror. Who, what are you talking about? And she looked at her child and she looked at the rabbis and they said, he's right. We didn't say Kriyashma because we were involved in a midst of Pidyan Shluyim. And that took precedence. We had to save a Jew's life. But the question, how did he know? <clears throat> and he answered, it's simple. It's a pasuk in Shira Shirim. L'reach shmonecho toivim sheman turak shemecho. L'reach, according to the smell of your perfume, the word l'reach is bigimatria 248. There are 248 words in the Shema. So by smelling, by, by feeling your, smelling you, I was able to tell that you had not recited the, the 248 words of the Shema. This was his opening shot. <clears throat> then they went further and he invited them to sit down to join him for a meal. And he said, get your weapons ready. We know that the, the Pesach says, Lechu lachmu balachmi, come and share my bread. Lachmu, lachmi can mean bread and milchoma means battle. So he told these rabbis, get your battle gear ready, your swords and your spears. Let's get to work. Let's discuss Torah. And sure enough, he gave these students of Rabbi Shimon a shear in Torah, which is documented in the Zohar Kodesh. Now, at the end of the meal, he now it comes to Birka Samozayim. He looks at them. The Yenuka looks at these students of Rabbi Shimon, and he says, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that I'm going to offer you the Birka Samozayim that you should lead the benching. But why? Because it's a Gemara. The Gemara says, that the Balabayas is the one who cuts the bread, who breaks the bread, and the guest is the one who's invited to, to lead the Birka Samozayim. But he said, this case is different. You ate my bread, you heard my Torah. <clears throat> There's a Pasuk that says, Toiv Ayin Hu that the one who has a good eye, he's the one who's blessed, and he's the one who blesses. My food, my Torah, I'll bench. And they said gladly, no question at all. So we have this Pasuk, Toi Vayin which relates to the Kois Shel Bracha. Ki be'emes b'chol mokim shebo Kois Shel Bracha, shom tzrichin be'yoyser lihiyoyz Toi Vayin. Rav says, because the truth is, on whatever occasions we're using a kois shalbracha, like Shabbos, Yantif, a wedding, a bar mitzvah, 
we need to be we need to be especially careful to be toivayin, to be generous, meaning litain milachmoi ladal, to share our bread with a poor person. Which means to make sure to give tzedakah. There are people who, whenever they have a celebration, whenever they have a wedding or something, they donate a suda saniyim, a suda for poor people, as a means of ensuring that their wedding meal, everything will go okay, everything will go the right way. And I believe it's the Gemara that tells a story about Rabbi Akiva, whom stargazers told him <clears throat> that his daughter was destined to die on the day of her wedding. And, and sure enough, he, he, they watched her, they guarded her, protected her, everything. And then at one point, she had one of these long needles that she put into her hair, into her head covering, and somehow she took out the needle and they saw it had a snake. She had stabbed a snake and killed the snake with this needle. And again, this snake was obviously intending to, to, to kill her. Send, and Rabbi Akiva asked her, what did you do? Is there anything? And she mentioned that before she sat down to the meal, she saw a poor person, and she took her suit and gave it to this poor person. And he said, of course, this is to fulfill what the Torah says, mimovis, that tzedakah protects a person and saves a person from death. So here, Rabbi Nelson is pointing out that especially in a suda with his kois shobracha, we have to be especially conscious and, and aware about this concept of being toivayin, to give tzedakah. Ki b'shabes v'yantif me'vi'in kois shobracha b'shvil kiddush. Because now, Rav Nosenzal explains, on Shabbos and Yantif, we bring a holy cup of wine, a kois shoyayin, not just at the end of the meal, but to start the meal for the Kiddush. That's also called kois shobracha. Laham shech kedusha Shabbos v'yantif al In order to draw upon ourselves the holiness of Shabbos, or the holiness of Yantif, by making Kiddush on this cup of wine, by proclaiming the holiness of the day over the cup of wine. And we know that on Shabbos and Yantif there's a special, special mitzvah of giving more, more charity, a lot of charity. Because on Shabbos, is when all of the charity that the person gives throughout the entire week shines brightly and becomes complete, becomes whole. As the Gemara says, As Rabbein speaks about this in the beginning of chapter 31 of Likud Imran, the Gemara speaks about a special Indian of Tzdoko on Shabbos. That when the sun shines on Shabbos, it's a form of charity for the poor people who might not have a raincoat. The Gemara, the different reasons that are given why, but the, the Gemara associates Shabbos with Tzedakah. And on Yontif, a person most definitely has to give a lot of Tzedakah, make sure to give Tzedakah. The Zohar Kodesh says that a person does not fulfill the mitzvah of Sudas Yontif unless they have a guest at their table, unless they're feeding someone else, or they're being ensuring that someone else has a yontif meal. Kizeh Iker Simchas Yontif, 
because this is the real joy of Yantef, Kemavura Batoira come upon him. As the Torah expresses this several times, where it's Bechol Mokem Shemazgir Simchas Yantef, Mazgir Shom Nidvas Liboy Vitzdoko. Wherever, especially in Chumash Dvarim, wherever the Torah speaks about the joy of Yantef, it always mentions a person's generosity in giving Tzdaka. Kamashikosov, as it says, you will rejoice in the presence of Hashem. This is talking about going to the Beis Hamikdash and Yantif. You and your sons and your daughters are and also the convert and the orphan and the widows that live among you. Vamu Rabbi Senazal and the Gemara says that Hashem says to us, if you will see to it to bring joy and happiness to my people, who are Hashem's people? The poor people, the converts, the orphans, the, the widows, then I'll make sure to bring joy to you, to your children. And this is talking about Yantif over there. Ki be'emes ikr simchas yontif alidei his galasarotzin. Because the truth is that the main joy of yontif is the fact that on yontif is revealed the will of Hashem. Meaning that on the Yom Tovim we celebrate and commemorate the miracles that Hashem performed on each one of these Yom Tovim. And we know that the Sforim tell us that it's not just something a few thousand years ago there were these miracles. Every year when Pesach rolls around, the miracles of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim are present, are there that we can tap into. When Shavuos comes, we can tap into the miracles of Shavuos, which is a Hisgalus of Ratzayim. Whenever we speak about a miracle, a miracle shows us that the world is not being controlled by nature, but rather the world is being controlled by the will of Hashem, Ratzayim. And we learned also that this Ratzayin is revealed through Tzedakah, specifically. Tzedakah is an expression of goodwill, as we mentioned, and as Rabbi Nezal explains very clearly over there in chapter 4 in the second half of Likud Imran. As he quotes the Pasuk, Shalach lach mochal Send your, your bread out on the waters, meaning share your bread with others, because it'll come back to you after many days. And we learned in the previous year that, that, that the opposite of Rotzain is Ktsar Yomim, Svaroiges. The opposite of goodwill is anger, short days. And Rotzain is referred to as Roiv Yomim, many days. Longevity of life. And this is why the Pasuk, right near this Pasuk, there's another Pasuk there in Kohelis which says, Give a portion to seven and also to eight. And our rabbis tell us that this is referring to Al Yemei Horigolim. This is referring to the days of the holidays. Pesach has seven days, Sukkot has eight days. Hainu Kanal, showing us the connection again between Tzedakah, Shlach Lach Mochal Pnei and the holidays. 
that both are connected to this Rotzayim. Ki Iker Kedushas Horegolim Dainus Simchas Yontev Hwalidei Hatzdokah because one of the main things that brings out the holiness of the holidays, the joy of the holidays, is the tzedakah that we give for the holidays. Bechinas shalach lachmacha, nimtza, shemevin kois shalbracha b'shvil kiddush b'shabes v'yantev. So this is also tied in to our bringing that cup of blessing to make kiddush on Shabbos, on Yantev, lahamshech kiddushas v'simchas yantev ha'idezeh, in order to draw upon ourselves the holiness and the joy of these holidays through this kois shel bracha, azai hu bechinas toivayim. And when a person gives charity, then they're in this category of toivayim. Kioz huzman hatzdoka v'nidvaslev. Because Shabbos and Yontif is a special time for tzdoka, generosity, shaydezeh hamshochas kedushas yontif. That's how we draw upon ourselves the holiness of Yontif. Rav Zal says, like all religious Jews have a custom on Yontif, that they give special charity for Yontif, and they make sure to send the poor people to send them food or to send them donations of money out of the generosity of their good heart. Because it's impossible for a person to really draw upon themselves and feel the holiness and joy of Yantif without tzedakah. Because as Rabbi Nezal explains over there, when you're giving tzedakah, you're revealing rotsan, you're revealing goodwill. This is the main holiness and joy of Yantiv. Is this his Galus Haratzain? Any questions, please? Good morning, Rabbi. Good morning. <clears throat> My question is um, Tzedakah. As you were mentioning, that Tzedakah on Yantiv, is it? Mamash on Yom Tov also? Can we also do Tzedakah on Yom Tov itself on Shabbos? Or is it before Yom Tov? The answer is it's both. It's both. Before Shabbos, before Yom Tov, if we're going shopping, preparing for our house with all the meals, to think about the poor people, to see if we're able to give something to the poor people that they should have for Shabbos and for Yom Tov. And on Shabbos and on Yontif, one of the ways is by inviting people to your home, people who don't have meals, people who need financial help, that kind of thing. People who are in a situation, they're not in their own house, they're traveling, to invite them for meals. That's a form of tzedakah on Shabbos and Yontif. And also a Jew is allowed to, this question is brought in Shulchan Aruch. A person gets an aliyah to the Torah on Shabbos. Are you allowed to donate to charity on Shabbos? And the answer is yes. When they make a Mishaberach at the Sefer Torah, and they say, Bavur sheyitain beli neder, $18, $18,000, whatever the amount the person is giving, a person is allowed to make that pledge on Shabbos, or Yantif. Not just allowed to, but the Shulchan Aruch, the, the many tzaddikim, the, the Mat Ephraim, I believe, speaks about this, that especially when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, 
there's one of the major events on those days is the privilege of buying an aliyah, buying an aliyah on Rosh Hashanah, buying an aliyah on Yom Kippur, that that's a very, very special privilege, something extraordinary for those days. Beautiful. Thank you very much. And buying the buying the aliyah means that that money is being given to charity. It's being donated to the shul, to the you know to the synagogue usually. Amazing. If there's time for one more question, yeah. um, th- this is buying an aliyah in regards to giving to a poor person. There's Rabbeinu uh, talks a lot about giving to a ani hagun. What qualifies somebody to be an ani hagun? The answer is a number of things. Number one, a person who really needs the money or really needs the food, the help. And anihagun could also mean, preferably, a person who believes in Hashem, a person who is observant, a person who is a Talmud Chacham. There are levels and levels in defining anihagun. Those are some of the criteria. A person who has faith in Hashem, a there are, there's the category of orphans, widows, widowers. A, a person, one of the highest forms of tzedakah is helping, is helping a person get on their feet. Like a person who's not a charity case necessarily, but they ran into a situation, they lost their job or that kind of thing, and they just need like a bridge to carry them over while they're looking for a new job. Or to help set up somebody in a business, to help set up somebody to be able to have the ability to earn to earn their own money, that kind of thing. These are examples of Aniyam Hagunim. Perfect. Thank you very much. Rabbi Nizal also speaks about giving stucco to the tzaddik, and, and, and uh, the tzaddik is the one who's the ultimate Ani Hagun, Meaning, not that he's poor, he's, he's the richest person in the world in mitzvahs and maizim toivim, but he's the one who considers himself poor. He considers himself empty in the, in the presence of Hashem. And again, one of the forms of, of tzedakah to an oni hogun is tzedakah to support the tzaddik, to support the, the, the children, the descendants of the tzaddik, the students of the tzaddik, the spreading of the teachings of the tzaddik, these are all examples of Oni Hogan that are mentioned, you know, that are discussed. Beautiful, thank you. Now, Rav Nosson continues, And so too, besides Shabbos and Yontif, and besides Kiddush, the cup of wine that's used for Birkas HaMozayim, when you have a minion, some people even do it when you have three people, She'oz mevi'in kois shobrocha basuda, then there's a cup of blessing of wine that's brought to close the meal. And we know that the Zohar Kodesh tells us that a person is supposed to try to, in every meal that we have, to see to it to give a portion to the poor people. And this is the real perfection of Kois Shalbracha, She'ein Noisne Noisoi Elalatoi Vayin, which we give, we don't give it to anyone unless they're Toi Vayin. Bechinas Toi Vayin Hu Yevoirach. As the Pasuk says, the Toi Vayin, the one who has a good eye, he is blessed, 
Kinosan milach moiladal, because he gave from his bread to the poor person. Ki ikur hu because again, one of the most important factors that we're speaking about in this whole discussion is tzedakah. Because this really reveals rotsoin on a number of levels. Number one, it reveals it's a revelation of goodwill on the part of the person who's giving. And it also reveals that the person really believes that Hashem created the world and Hashem is running the world according to His will. Because... My money, we're talking money, it's my money, my money for me. And a person who's giving stucker shows that they realize not my money, no, nothing is my, everything belongs to Hashem. Hashem And Hashem wants part to, be, to partner with us. Hashem prefers that 90 10 partnership or 80 20 partnership. That <coughs> whatever we have, we're always making sure to share it with Hashem with Hashem's representatives, who are the poor people. And through that, we're zoichet to this bracha. Vazai hakois mole birkas Hashem. Then, the cup is filled with, Hash- with Hashem's blessing. Ki oz hayayin bigdusha. Because then, when a person is giving tzedakah properly, then the wine that they're drinking is, is holy. Kalidei harotzoin, because as we learned earlier, when there's Rotsoin, Rotsoin generates holy yira. Ritsoin of Yase. We mentioned that Pasuk, which is synonymous, holy yira is synonymous with Simcha. Vegilu Biroda. Bechinas Yayin Hamisameach, like wine that brings joy. And this is why we have to guard the wine that it should not be put into a keli of a non-Jew. Because the wine becomes damaged by being put into a vessel of, of, a, of a non-Jew. These non-Jews, they're wandering around like lost souls believing in science, in nature. And as a result of that, their respect and fear of Hashem is damaged. And that's the real bad type of yira, a bad, a bad strap. Notice any pain or suffering or struggles that they have is, is, is taken in a bad way. As Rav Nosson Zal mentioned earlier, any person who to really believe that everything, everything is according to the will of Hashem, such a person, even the fear of punishment that they have is not a bad thing, it's not a negative thing, it's a positive thing. And just the opposite of what you would think. You think fear is no good, it's hard. No, no, no. A Jew must have this. Not just a Jew, but any person who wants to live a good, happy, successful life. This is one of the important ingredients. This Yira 
ואי אפשר להזכרב להשם יזבורך כי הם על ידי ירסוינש. And it's impossible for a person to come close to Hashem unless they have this also. They must have ירסוינש, fear of punishment, consequences. There has to be this concept of consequences. As Rabbeinazal writes about this in Sichai Saran, that a person could get a false impression from the Zohar HaKadosh, the Zohar HaKadosh in some places plays down Yiras HaInish. Rabbeinazal says, still, don't take it so lightly. It's critical. You must have it and you must start with that. Aval but those people who do not believe in Hashem, they don't, they don't have this faith in Ratzon, they believe only in nature, those people, as I call Hayirois Shaloi, Hem Yirois Rois, then any fears and anxieties that they have are bad. They're, it's negative, it's harmful. Shehem Din Gomor Hakoshe. The, they, their fears and anxieties are examples of real harsh din. Bechinas yayin hameshaker. That's comparable to wine that makes a person drunk. Ki ein ladin hazeh shum hamtoka. Because that kind of judgment, there's nothing to sweeten it. There's nothing to mitigate it. There's nothing to make it better. Because a person who doesn't believe in Hashem, there's no consolation for them regarding any pain that they're going through, any fears that they have. There's nothing to mitigate it. There's nothing to console them. And therefore, and this is why wine, which we learned represents Yira and Gvura, becomes damaged when it gets put into a vessel of a non-Jew, a non-believer, or people who worship idols. Because the moment this wine enters into their vessel, which is damaged, because they believe in, in nature, the wine becomes destructive wine. Meaning, real, harsh, severe, on the part of Hashem. And when a person drinks that kind of wine, which became forbidden as a result of being in the vessel of a, a non-believer or an idol worshiper, it's as if that person is worshiping an idol. Because by drinking that kind of wine, that's going to strengthen the person's belief in nature, in science, and lack of faith in Hashem. Because their wine is coming from that place. That's the real ultimate destruction and confusion of a person's mind. When a person's faith becomes damaged and diminished as a result of the, the believing in nature and science. 
kol poranusam nikra b'shem yayin tarela. And therefore the Torah in several places, when it speaks about Hashem punishing this, these people, it says Hashem will give them poisonous wine, yayin tarela, or pirush rashi, l'shoin oitem. That the word tarela also means stuffed. Meaning that this kind of damaged wine stuffs up and messes up the heart. Because that's their main punishment. Because they turned away from faith. And followed, you know, the, the people who profess that nature is controlling everything. Therefore, Hashem brings upon them this severe punishment, and their punishment is this poisonous wine, which stuffs up their heart. Because their thinking becomes tremendously confused as as a result of this penalty and as a result of their fears and anxieties. They have nobody to turn to, and there's no consolation for them. As the Pasuk says, regarding these people who don't believe in Hashem, <coughs> they're in this darkness. This Pasuk speaks about a cup in the hand of Hashem, and it speaks about the damaged wine, <coughs> the dregs of the wine, that's what the Rishoim are going to drink. Because when the Torah speaks about the punishment that Hashem gives to Rishoim, he uses this terminology, wine that makes the person drunk, this poison cup, and one of the main causes for this is these people who study science and believe in nature and do not believe in Hashem. Because so long as a person knows and realizes that everything is from Hashem, there's no such thing as suffering and, and pain in the world. But rather it's all good. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in several places. And this explains why when the Torah speaks about the reward for tzaddikim, it says that their reward will be this wine that Hashem has reserved in, in, the, in its grapes from the six days of creation. Because this is the real ultimate reward when the will of Hashem will be revealed and broadcasted to the whole world. The Yiru Hakoil and everybody will see and realize Shekol Hatsoros Shesavalnu Begolus Hoya Hakoil Etovasenu that all the suffering that we the Jewish people suffered throughout all of these exiles was really all for our benefit. 
ואלו הצדיקים שהאמינו גם בגולוס, וצער וייסורים שלהם, שהכל לטוי וברצוני יסבורך. And those צדיקים, who even while they're in Golis, and while they're experiencing the pain and suffering, they believe 100% that it's all for the good, from the will of Hashem, and and they used it to bring them closer to Hashem, that whenever they were experiencing any type of suffering or pain or illness, they used that to motivate them to become more religious, closer to Hashem, These are the people who are compared to this wine of joy. Meaning, as a result of all of their fears and anxieties and the judgment that they experienced, that, that only motivated them and inspired them to come closer to Hashem. And they were to be happy, to be happy with Hashem. to be happy that I trust Hashem, I believe in Him completely, that everything He's doing is good, as a result of this, these people will be in the future to a day that's all good, and it's just like even when things didn't seem to be good, they took it in a good way, Hashem will give them the full measure of goodness. And they'll be zochet to that reserve wine. I see on some of the expensive wine bottles today, they write reserve. <coughs> they'll be zochet to this wine that Hashem has reserved from the six days of creation. Ki oz Because it's then in the future when Mashiach will come, That's when we're going to have our real joy. And then the wine will be a wine of simcha. Because then it will be revealed that everything, everything, the good and the bad, was all really for our good. All good, all oneness. That's this wine of joy. <coughs> my cup runneth over, my cup is full. Because one of the good ways of describing and defining the reward that Hashem is going to give the good people in the future, <coughs> the reward is going to be that we're going to be Yisrochah to plug into, to become part of <coughs> that good will of Hashem. That's what the Zohar HaKadosh tells us, that when Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, he went up to Ratzon Sheberetzon, to the highest level of Ratzon. That's this wine of joy, wine that's reserved. which we draw upon ourselves through this revelation of Ratzon. And therefore, that person that had complete faith while they were living in this world, and they believed that everything going on is only the will of Hashem, 
That person will be to this reward that we described earlier in the future, to that wine of joy, that wine that's reserved, meaning to plug into and to become part of Hashem's goodwill, to connect to that highest, highest level called Ratzon Shebaretzonos. Ashrei hazoichelazeh. Fortunate is the person who will be zoichet to this. V'alkein nikro yayin hameshumar ba'anavov misheshi simei bereshis. And this is why the Gemara and the Medrash use this terminology: wine that's been preserved in its grapes from the six days of creation. Kize iker kedusha sayayin kishemaminen shakol borashem isparach besheshi simei bereshis. Because this is what the holiness of the wine is all about. It's all about that we believe that Hashem created the world in six days. And everything, everything going on is only happening based on the will of Hashem. That's the real holiness of the wine. Any questions? Rabbi, it seems that, uh, from what I understand that Rabbi Nathan is saying here, is um, <clears throat> that you have to be on a very high level of tzikut in order to be able to, dr- to drink alcohol. Is this possibly the reason why Rabbi was against his Talmidim, which were on a very high level, each one is in own right way? But even to them, he, he made them refrain from drinking alcohol, abyssal. Exactly, 100%. And it's amazing. I just, just last night, everything is always current events. <clears throat> last night, I got a phone call from an old, old, old friend from 40, 50 years ago <clears throat> from America who was calling me about a podcast. People know what podcasts are today. He mentioned to me that the, the, the largest podcast in the Jewish world today, <coughs> he mentioned the name of it. It's run by somebody, Lichtenstein. I don't know if it's a rabbi, Lichtenstein, or that. I've seen it advertised in Mishpacha magazine, this podcast that the whole world, the whole religious world is listening to. And they have all kinds of important, interesting topics to get people interested and involved. And they invite different rabbis to come and speak, etc., etc. And he was calling me because they're planning now that Rosh Hashanah is coming. And the whole world is looking at Breslov, Rosh Hashanah. What are these Breslov? What is Rabbi Nachman going to do now? <clears throat> is he going to put Putin and Zelensky in, in the chulent, in the chicken soup? What's he going to do? Is he going to put dip them the apple in the honey? Going to dip Putin into Zelensky? What, what's going to happen here? And what are these Breslov is going to do? Are they going to bring slingshots to fight against Putin's missiles and tanks and nuclear weapons. So he said they want to have a podcast on this topic, on Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman's kever, the topic of leaving Rabbi Nachman's kever in Ukraine or moving it. And they were inv- he wanted to invite me possibly to be the person doing this. And in conversation, he happened to mention that one of the most recent podcasts was about kiddush clubs. This, this interesting innovation in religion, in, in the Orthodox community, that there are shuls where, <coughs> where prior to reading the Torah, prior to Musaf, 
people come to shul in the morning, not so much for the shachris, Torah reading, or musaf, they come to join the kiddush clubs. And people bring each one, they compete with each other to bring more expensive wines and bottles of liquor, $500 bottles, $1,000 bottles, each one showing their wealth, like Achashverosh, showing his great wealth with his fabulous banquet, and drinking before davening, during davening, after davening, and, and this has brought in teenage boys. The, the, the adults started this, and they want to share the wealth. We're talking about toivayin. So the teenagers involved in this. So we have a nice percentage of Jewish boys and men getting drunk on Shabbos and Yantif, coming home drunk, or in shul already, in, in a drunken state. And, and what a catastrophe, how horrible, how disgusting this is in a, in a, religious, in a religious environment, in, a shul, in an orthodox shul, Rahman al-Islam. Our Rebbe foresaw this 200 years ago and made it perfectly clear to his students that we are not part of that, we have no part in that at all whatsoever. We know, we're given an understanding, we have a Likut Iman, Likut we know more about wine than just about anybody else, both the positive aspects and the negative aspects. And therefore we know wine, limited, limited, as, as less is more. It's limited in when you drink, it's limited in how much you drink, and it's limited in who should drink, who's allowed to drink and who's not allowed to drink. It's not, there's no hefkerus when it comes to this, most definitely. Amazing. Thank you. Since it's Erev Shabbos, I always like to add a little spice. One of the most incredible chidushim that I, I, I heard from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, on this special posik, Toiv Ayin Hu Yevoyrach. Rabbi Nezal says, if you heard it already, so did I, and it's worth reviewing this and repeating this that Rabbi Nezal says that when Esav, Esav is one of the top, top leaders of the Sitrachra, when Esav came to do battle against Yaakov Avinu, the Torah tells us he brought an army of 400 men. What is that, a joke? I, just yesterday I was talking to somebody who reminded me about Sancheirev, who came to attack Yerushalayim with an army of 180 or 185,000 generals, not soldiers, generals, maybe an army of millions of soldiers. So why would the Torah bother telling us that Esav came with an army of 400 men? So it's brought that 400 is Bigimatria Ra'ayin. This is showing us what Esav is all about, what the power of Esav, what the power of the Sitrachra is all about. It's this ra and it's this evil eye, this negative eye, looking negatively at everything, and jealousy, all the different definitions of ra ayin. So what Rav Rosenfeld added is, if Esav is ra ayin, then Yaakov Avinu must be toiv ayin. Where do we see this? In the, we, we find one of the major events in the entire Torah is the blessings of Yaakov Avinu, where Yaakov Avinu is about to leave the world and he gathers his 12 sons, the foundation of the entire Jewish nation, and he gives them the brachos, the birkos Yaakov, the blessings of Yaakov Avinu, which appears in Parshas Vayichi. Incredible, major, and, and the Rashis there are pages long. There's so much depth in those brachos. 
So Yaakov Avinu is the one who's giving brachas. How does Parshas Vayechi begin? It tells us, it defines the life, the length of the life of Yaakov Avinu. Vayechi Yaakov Beretz Mitzrayim, Shvaya Yaakov Avinu lived in Egypt 17 years, and his whole life was 147 years, which means his life was divided into two parts, 17 and 130. 17 is toiv, 130 is ayin, ayin yud nun, 70 plus 10 plus 50. This Pusik is defining who we're speaking about here. We're speaking about Yaakov Avinu who is toiv ayin, Therefore, Hu Yevoiroch, he is blessed, and he's the one who is best qualified to give brachas, to give the blessing. And we know that the tzaddik, the tzaddik is called toivayim. There's a pasuk in Tehillim where it says, Loive rosha v'loyishalim. A rosha is one who borrows and doesn't return, doesn't give back. V'tzaddik choinein v'noisein. The tzaddik is the one who's always giving generosity, the epitome of generosity. We see people in, in our generation, tzaddikim who are so poor financially, see, you know, incredible, incredible. My Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, I mentioned many times, lived in a one-bedroom apartment, in an apartment building. Four children, two boys, two girls sleeping in one bedroom, and the parents sleeping in the living room in a couch. During the day, it was a couch, and, and in the evening, it turned into a two beds, a high-riser, what they call a high-riser. And every Shabbos, there were always guests at the table, three boys, two boys, four boys. Friday night, Shabbos morning, Shabbos yontif. And any time a person walked into the house, Rav Rosenfeld's Rebetzin, always a piece of cake, a drink, something, giving, giving, giving. And the same thing by all the tzaddikim. I remember my Rebbe Reb Michal Zichron coming from Russia and, and coming to Eretz Yisrael. And any time a person came to see him and they brought any kids, you saw right away his, the, the brain clicking, clicking, clicking. What is he going to give the kid? A bag of potato chips? A chocolate? Something? Some giving. Giving. That, that, that's what the tzaddikim are all about. We should be zichot to attach ourselves to the true tzaddikim. And, and we shouldn't have to borrow, and if we borrow, we should return, and, and we should be in a position to give and give, to give tzedakah to Aniyim Hagunim, and to be zrechet to the ultimate Hizgalas of Ratzlein, the coming of Moshiach, the Binyan Beis Amiktosh, Bimheir Rabbi Amenu, Amen Fi Amen. Amen, Amen, thank you, Rabbi Sure. Good Shabbos, a good Chodesh to all. We have super, super Shabbos this Shabbos.